Hi, everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are talking about sex in the city and we are into season five. I can hardly believe it. It's unbelievable. Yes, truly. <laughs> yes. And I'm welcome to Grace Wagner. Jax is here. Hello. Yes. We only have one more season left to start. It's bonkers. I mean, the fact that we are just flying through this entire series and I'm having so much fun doing it with you, Rachel. Thanks again for asking me. This has been a blast. I am so grateful to you and I'm grateful to the listeners for being open to something more mature content. Uh, It's just been a great experience for me as well. Uh, So these are some fun episodes. Uh, I think it started uh, season five on a pretty good uh, note. Uh, and, uh, this one's kind of fun. This first one anchors away because we get a little cameo in here from one of our, one of our homework friends. Um, but in this episode, we acting have, very we, non-hallmark like, yes, that's the very, <laughs> this is fleet week is here. <laughs> have you ever heard of this happening? Is this still a thing in New York? It's definitely still a thing. And I remember moving to New York and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to see all these handsome sailors. And it's not that they're not handsome. They're just very, very young. Like I'm talking 21, 22. So it's not like you watch Sex in the City. And to me, it looks like these sailors are sort of, you know, between the ages of, you know, 25 and maybe yeah. 75. And the sailors that I've seen have been like early 20s. Yeah, if that, yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I love a man in uniform and they look handsome as all get out and I appreciate their service, but I was never wanting to make out with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do have this episode starts out with Carrie going to Paris and it's the Paris theater, which is still a thing. It's still in New York city. Uh, it survived. It's at least from, I think you see online, it seemed to survive the pandemic. So that's good. Uh, and uh, it's an art house theater. Have you ever heard of this theater? Yes. I've never been, but I've passed it mm-hmm. when I'm walking. Yeah. And I think, I think it looks wonderful. I should just go. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should go do a little field trip. Report back. What I relate to and carry in this episode is like, I love taking myself on New York solo dates. Like I just love doing things in New York by myself. I just think it's so fun and fulfilling. I agree. And I don't really understand what Charlotte is talking about when she says you went on date night. What is date night? Is that like a specified day of the week? I was confused about that too. I'm what I'm guessing is that like Saturday night is date night. I don't, I, and that's when everyone goes on their dates. I don't know. That seemed to be her big hang up was you went on date night. I'm like, what is date night? I don't, is date night Friday night? Is date night Saturday night? Like, it's so weird. And nobody cares about other people at the movie theater. Like nobody cares. No one is looking at anybody else at the movie theater, unless you're being actively annoying nobody cares so just go to the movies if you want to go to the movies don't wait for you to have a companion to live your life 100 agree and i mean i think that i'm trying to think of a place where people would actually stare at you for being alone and i i just genuinely can't think of one the only place i can think of is maybe at a wedding 
when you're at sort of the single people table and uh, that I'm sure there's other things that are like super couple We've talked about New Year's Eve. That one's high on the list. Um, <laughs> but people are busy with their own lives. They are not thinking about you. They're not thinking about, oh, this person's alone. That's so weird. Nobody thinks that. That would be bizarre. Uh, <laughs> so just go live your life. <laughs> That's what I think. Like, come on, Charlotte. Like, and it's funny because she's single now too. So what the heck is she doing with her time? Yeah, what's she doing on date night? I don't, if anybody knows what date night means, like if it's a set day of the week, uh, I, I, I don't know, (laughs) but, but yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I go to most of the movies and theater live theater concerts. I go to most of it by myself. Uh, I mean, I'm my friend, Jen, who sometimes comes along if there, if we're allowed a plus one and she's available, then she'll join me or my friend Stanford will come occasionally. But I would say mm, two thirds of the time I'm by myself and it does not matter at all. You're watching the movie. I mean, I can understand why people are a little more awkward about eating alone in a restaurant or whatever, because maybe you feel, you feel being alone more, but if you're watching a movie, you can't even talk. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't get it either. I, I mean, I, I do, I have enjoyed going to plays with people and movies with people, but I would say more often than not, I go alone just because I'm on my own timetable. I want to experience it however I want to experience it. Yeah, I guess as far as eating out, I do that by myself too, mm-hmm. but I've never done it in a very fancy restaurant. So that's the yeah. only thing that I'm thinking, like, would I do that? Um, not no, but also I just don't know. I would only really go to a really fancy restaurant if someone that I cared about wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only one I can think of is there's this place in Salt Lake that I love called the Copper Onion. And I used to go there all the time. I haven't been for a little while, but they have the best food and they have like a very long bar where you can watch the, the chefs doing their, their cooking and everything. And, uh, and so if I go in there, that that's where I usually like to sit because I don't feel as like isolated, I guess. And yeah. I mean, they have such amazing service. The food is absolutely delicious. Uh, if you ever come, I'll take you. Um, but, uh, but that's, uh, that's the, I guess the fanciest place I've been to alone. I did do a, um, a special, uh, what do they call it? Like a chef's table dinner once a couple of years ago where a restaurant that I, uh, loved it's closed now, but loved brought in a special guest chef and they had like this special plating in there was it was 75 dollars, which is a lot of money for for dinner but it was really cool and very fancy and I did do that alone um but I like at that point I had known the uh the people running the restaurant well enough that I felt kind of a kinship with them yeah anyway I mean, I don't know. I'm just not going to just like stop having an experience or, or not have this, this experience because I can't find someone to go with me. That's, that, that would be lame. Makes me really happy about seeing Carrie in this mode. This yeah. is peak Carrie for me. Like she's having fun with her friends. 
she's loving the city and she's yeah, not obsessed yeah. with a man. This is how I like my Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that it really wasn't even a issue for her. Nope. It's not like she said, should I go to the Paris theater or not? She was just like, Hey, I got to go do this. And that's the way we should live our lives. So yeah, I do think there's something that after her break off of her engagement with Aiden, after big moving away to California, she kind of has this new lease on life where she's valuing her own company. And it's really beautiful to see. Yeah. So Charlotte claims that you only have two great loves. And previously she had said you only have one great love, but now she's changed it to two. She claims it's from some article. And she says that it's a love that changes you, that shakes you to your core. It's rare. And that evidently Carrie's already had her two great loves. <laughs> so she's just like, oh, well, great. I guess I, um, and Miranda claims, she says that Steve's a friend, not a core shaker. And I, I think that you can't see, I still don't like the way they portrayed Miranda in and just like that. A lot of it didn't make sense. And I don't like the way that they portrayed Steve, but she has sort of more kind of meh on him than I remember. Um, I thought the same thing this episode that, <laughs> I mean, it's tricky. I think watching back and you and I talked about this a little watching back. I like Steve more, Yeah, but you are right that Miranda is kind of lukewarm on him mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously it's ridiculous. I mean, some people aren't going to we'll be just we'll get one love some people will have multiple loves some people i mean you just can't have like a rule like this yeah everybody's mm-hmm. different yeah definitely not <laughs> today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by w rated the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies join me daisy and me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. But it was pretty funny with charlotte being so concerned about brady hearing very bad language and he's like can't talk there's no like what is wrong with charlotte it made me laugh and then and, and samantha i gave you sushi I that was funny that was really funny so funny and just such a visual yeah <laughs> It was good. That was a good Samantha moment. I thought it was very funny. She's upset about Richard, you know, more of the same. And we get Fleet Week, and it's cute, sweet American soldiers looking for fun. They sure are. (laughs) One thing I didn't understand in this scene is why doesn't Miranda have a stroller? She's lugging around that uh, that uh, car seat thing. Yeah, I have no idea 
Yeah. Why yeah. she does it. I think maybe, I guess she's still getting used to momming. Because <laughs> that kind of car seat, it clips into the stroller. Do you think it would be? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get why. You know, like you have the unit for the, uh, for the car and you clip it in. And then you also have the stroller and you clip it in. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's, you, you're going to blow out your back lugging around that car seat like that. Yeah. And just plopping them on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, the, uh, oh, so, but Miranda does have a lot of help in other ways. She's got Steve there all the time. She's got Magda there. And she also has a baby nurse. It takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is, I think, realistic. Somebody that's a lawyer like she is would probably have a lot of help. Yeah, absolutely. This is not your typical single mom yeah. situation. But yeah, Steve is so great in these scenes. I just loved him so much. <laughs> He's trying to do the right thing. and So hard. And yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then we have uh, Samantha uh, meets... Richard for sushi and she throws a martini on him which was a fun moment yeah that was so satisfying mm -hmm. and I think we've all had that moment where we wanted to do that to not necessarily like someone who you were romantic with but there's just that's a great cinematic moment to mm -hmm. have yeah yeah I mean I think haven't we all wanted to do that at least once in our whole oh, <laughs> I mean wait, I certainly never have but about doing it <laughs> so, so what's interesting about Miranda here is that she is really trying trying to be a good friend and still you know raise an infant and the the thing about that is I I think that when you're single you say oh, I'm not going to be that kind of mom I'm not going to do that I'm not going to be the one that's never able to listen to my friends and their problems and whatever but you have to realize that there's different seasons of life and this like very intense newborn season does not last forever. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe your friends have to be on a back burner for a couple of months, even maybe a year, but if they're good friends, they'll, they'll understand and they'll hang, hang in there with you. Uh, but it's, it's going to be overwhelming and you almost, I think, cause yourself to have more stress than needed by having these expectations that maybe aren't that realistic. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think that your friend, they can come and be there for you in that season, just like you'll be with them through a divorce or loss of family members or career woes or whatever it is people there's an ebb and flow to all relationships. So I think that, yeah, you're right. She's putting unrealistic expectations on herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we as women and, and men need to just be comfortable with breastfeeding. It's just part of Thank life. You. It's a natural process and it's feeding, you're feeding your baby. It's fine. <laughs> it, it makes me so upset when people aren't because it also really says something about the way that we as a society sexualize things that aren't sexual. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, it's great to, you know, I think it's 
great to have an active and healthy sex life, but there's nothing sexual about feeding a baby and nothing right, wrong right. with pulling out your boob to feed your baby. Right. <laughs> so That's not, literally what it's made for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's not make it weird yes. or make anyone feel bad or feel like they have to hide it. Yeah. And I do kind of like that Miranda is just very comfortable. Yeah. She doesn't even really think about it. Yeah. She's Which like, I, gotta I, feed this baby. I'm like, yeah. Carrie, you need to grow up. I know. And deal with this. <laughs> so she is a 36 year old woman. Haven't you ever seen any of your friends or yeah. like even acquaintance? And we know that, right. you know, that Rand is the first one out of the core four to have a baby, but like, I'm, surely a lot of your friends have had children. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. So Charlotte goes to a movie with Anthony. Anthony thinks that she should go out with Sailor. So Charlotte considers that. <laughs> and uh, Anthony does seem like he would be a pretty good hang. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Samantha's putting up cheater flyers all over. <laughs> when that cop comes up to her and is about to like arrest her, or not arrest her, but like tell her to yeah, take it down, yeah. maybe give her a fine. And she and Samantha tells the female cop what Richard did. She's like, keep going. It's all right. I'm like, yep, that's right. Women looking out for women there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I did like their party outfits. You have Charlotte in the kind of black, uh, a black dress with a, with a uh, a cover up on top. And then Carrie with also with a black dress with a V-neck and then Samantha with a blue sparkly dress with a big necklace and a white suit coat i thought they looked all really good and then when carrie gets caught in the rain she goes tries to go to the guggenheim but it's closed and she gets caught in the rain and uh she's wearing a rainbow skirt that's different than the rainbow skirt from last time but uh, i still loved it i thought it was so cute with a with a pink top and a orange jacket it was really cute adorable and i thought that this was such a New York thing where it starts off with her talking about like this, all the wonderful things you can do in New York. And then all the things that also go wrong in New York too. It's like, it's the magic and the highs and the lows. And I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a really fun episode in that regard. Yeah. This episode almost had like an old school Woody Allen feel to me about <laughs> it. Like an Annie Hall almost feel about it. it the way that it, they were kind of talking about things and, and yeah, the whole scene in the rain where the guy just seems completely close to whatever's happening. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> You're like, I, this guy, I don't know if he's, if he's married or what's happening because he's just not getting the flirting vibe at all. It was funny. He's looking at her like she's completely bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she goes to the deli and the manager, it's kind of mean. Um, and then this woman putting lithium in her ice cream. I have never heard of that. Have you? <laughs> no, I like, I like the way, what if I was like, yeah, I do it all the time. I'm no, no, no. I have, I have never heard of that. I, something that was fun about that scene is I do feel like something that I have had happen is that I have met some really eccentric, fun older New York women, uh, but they were not putting lithium in their ice cream. 
that I know of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I have never heard of, of that. I mean, in everything I can see on, uh, online, it's all about sex in the city. So oh, really, uh, okay. This is something that they invented. I wouldn't, I mean, I would think it would taste really bad. Metallic gross. Um, I don't know what a weird idea that she likes to sprinkle it on her. She takes the pills, she crushes them, sprinkles it on her ice cream. And, uh, <laughs> but I do think this actress crushes it. She's really funny. Completely. And I think after having this romantic day, or this romantic time that Carrie is having with New York city and with being okay with being single it's funny that she's looking at what she thinks could be a glimpse into her future now and being like, but this doesn't look so great. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I see anything online <clears throat> about putting in lithium uh, and it's all just sex and city. So. I like that. It's all completely like, <laughs> I guess the pills are sometimes given for bipolar disorder is what I'm seeing. And uh, so you think you just take them regular though. <laughs> and I know some, some pills you shouldn't crush that it actually like changes things and you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, I guess follow the directions on your prescription, please. <laughs> we, we do not recommend putting lithium on your ice cream. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound good either. It just sounds gross. But <laughs> she says, I broke up with Morty in 82 and thought something better would come along. It never happened. <laughs> um, I forget who says that I think it might be curious as New York and I had a dismissive abusive relationship yes yeah uh, so they get in a cab with the soldiers uh, Charlotte's thinks oh I'm going to be with a soldier or sailor <clears throat> and and then you have this whole scene with Miranda where uh, where Brady loses his um, like because sometimes kids have a remaining part of the umbilical cord on them, and it's it's harmless. You you just put a little uh, like I think it's uh, rubbing alcohol or something like that on it, and you know make sure it doesn't get infected, and it's fine. Well, anyway, it falls off, which it does, and the cat eats it, <laughs> and she's just like horrified. <laughs> it. I understand why that would be freaky. Well, I was watching this, my Alex, my fiance popped in and he was like, I'm sorry, baby's belly buttons fall off. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think it would be freaky though, if a cat got at it. I'm so worried about my little cat baby getting into anything that I, I can see how that would be jarring and that Miranda's all the big stuff figured out that she can plan for, but the little things that you can't foresee is what is kind of. Well, and that's why it was cute when she said that Steve was there when she was taken, when she was shaken to the core, that was cute. Cause you got that core language coming back and yeah, he's there at the important moments, like the umbilical cord moment. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is what I'm wondering what we are going to see in just like that, because relationships ebb and flow so much and you value different things at different times in your life and new relationship energy is really exciting and Rand is 
having that, you know, and just like that with Che, but also the comfortability and love and security that she's had with Steve over all these years, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Charlotte finds an officer who isn't a gentleman and it's Mark Declan. I'm sure friend, is. Mark Declan, who I've, we've interviewed on Homeworkies podcast. I, I don't know if you got to interview him on public well, sesh. Once, but it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's great. Super nice person. Very talented. Done a bunch of Hallmark stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, who knew he was in Sex and City? It was very exciting. I didn't remember him being on there. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. This was a great, <clears throat> he was so flirty with Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, I was, I mean, okay, so I'm great with Miranda whipping her boobs out to feed her baby. Yeah. I'm also okay with Charlotte taking her boob out if that's what she wants, but I will say that was jarring. <laughs> it was surprising. And then it was just really funny because Carrie was just like, well, you might as well show me yours because I've seen, I've seen Miranda's and Charlotte's today. It's been a busy day for her. <laughs> Harry walks up and Charlotte's boob is out. I think she's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, but Samantha can only think of Richard. Uh, so she's struggling. And then Carrie dances with Sailor Louise. And uh, that was, uh, Carrie dances with Sailor Louis. And that was nice. And she says, New York may just be my true love. Oh my gosh. This is one of my favorite endings when she's when she says I won't say the word um on Mm -hmm. the podcast but when she says like if we you know the the one great love New York may just be mine and I can't have anybody talking deep on my boyfriend and I have said this to so many people (laughs) when they say that's about New York I'm like look I can say it because that's my boyfriend no do not be talking smack on my city yeah (laughs) yeah so this was a pretty good episode. I would say, uh, what do you think? Like an 8.5? Yeah. I love this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then we have unoriginal sin. It's the next episode. And, uh, in this one, <clears throat> Steve asks if they can have Brady be baptized and his pitch to Miranda is basically like, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything and it's just harmless i guess it's kind of his attitude and it'll make my mom happy and uh, why not and <clears throat> i think that that there's some value in that and having like tradition and welcoming a, a child even if you're not like super invested in the religious uh, observation because or the the ceremony because it's not it's not like it's making a like commitment to that faith or, you know, like some other kinds of baptism is, I think are more serious than this would be. Yeah. I, I think that, um, especially because it's not like Miranda has another religious tradition that she wants to raise Bradley in. Yeah. I, I, or Brady. (laughs) Um, so my friend has it. He's not a baby anymore, but a kid named Bradley. So that's where my head is. (laughs) Hi, Christy. Um, No, uh, I, yeah, I completely understand why Steve does want to get Brady baptized. Yeah. 
And, and I, he seems like a pretty traditional person in a lot of ways. So uh, I can, I can understand that. And it was pretty funny with Miranda meeting with the, uh, the priest and, you know, cut out this line and this line and this line. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. I didn't know that they were that flexible in the Catholic church, but evidently, according to this show, they are. I, I don't know. I thought it was funny <clears throat> because they compare the Catholic church to like a 36 year old single woman in New York city being like, well, we'll take what we can get. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I was raised Catholic and I can attest <clears throat> to the fact that, yeah, I, there's some flexibility flexibility there with some things yeah. <laughs> so samantha admits that she doesn't have time to read uh carrie's column and this is true because i at least my family they i mean i create a lot of content so i understand that but they never my mom's maybe listened to like two of my episodes i mean she's listened to the episodes that my dad was on i think that's a, about it i mean which is fine. Like I, they're supportive in lots of other ways. It's fine. But I just know most of my family friends don't listen to the podcast, which is fine. I think, so. I think it's really interesting about what you're saying. That That's also true for, for me. And I think that, I mean, my family has listened. I think some of my friends have listened, but the majority of people that like listen to say you or me talk when we're, you know, on mm-hmm. this show and other stuff that we do it's mostly people that we've either like met through this community yeah. or we don't know which is interesting to me yeah i mean my friend jen who i go to the movies with she listens to homework's podcast uh, fairly frequently and occasionally some of the other stuff i do um uh, and then uh, my niece reads my reviews pretty regularly probably the most out of the family <laughs> or she used to i don't know if she still does but and then my aunt kate is probably the most supportive of anybody in the family, which I really appreciate. Thank you, Aunt Kate. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just not their thing. And occasionally when I talk to authors, I'll, I'll let my sister know uh, because she's an author. So I'll say, hey, you know, I, uh, and I think she listens to him, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, but uh, it's just, I know what Carrie's feeling with this right now because- uh, yes, uh, I think that most creators experience this where the people in your life don't listen or, or read your work, which is again fine. Uh, but uh, out of all of them would be the one that doesn't, yeah. Well, I mean, and she also probably would disagree with a lot of things Carrie says in her columns, so she just wants to <laughs> because her views on dating are very different than Carrie, very so probably best to just stay away um yeah and so then yes steve steve says if you don't believe it's water on the kid's head no big deal so richard gives samantha a canary diamond ring big diamond yeah um and uh so he's making the commitment he's sorry he got scared but samantha is still really struggling with this and uh carrie has not been answering her phone uh for the the messages with gabe her editor 
and he, she runs into him when they are looking at for hot men uh her and charlotte uh the <laughs> this is the one 100 game it says you watch men coming your direction and and you see how many of the 100 you'd sleep with <laughs> i can't believe carrie is like goose egg on the number yeah. of men she would sleep with and charlotte's racking up quite a few yeah evidently <laughs> I mean, I can understand Carrie there because I mean, I, I have somebody that I, I don't know, like, I, I, I feel like I, I kind of need to get to know the personality before I'm like super attracted to a person with exceptions, <laughs> but I, I mean, probably like, know real hotties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but- I, I totally agree with that. Like I, I've been attracted to so many different types of people that it's hard for me to see someone on the street and be like, oh yeah, I'm into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the editor comes by and says that I've been trying to reach you because there are publishers interested in turning your column into a book. And I have to say almost every single blog that I've ever read that got turned into a book, I've actively hated uh, so <laughs> i it's not there's just something about that relaxed style of blogging which is basically what carrie does in these yeah. poems that compiled together and one after another is just so insufferable i can't deal with it and uh and, and you know something like i hated julie and julia i thought i, I like the movie and amy adams is better as Julie. Um, but I hated her in that book. I just thought she was insufferable and annoying. And there's been some others I can't think of the top of my head, but I haven't in general, I do not think that works to take a blog and turn it into a book. I mean, I guess you can have things like Dave Barry, like his kind of op-ed pieces yeah. that they sort of work pretty well. But I don't know, I, I just need those in sort of smaller amounts because the snark after a while just gets to me. And so I think I would not enjoy Carrie's book, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I think Carrie's a little bit like, what is the purpose of this? Mm-hmm. Because all the columns are just out there and you're just basically framing them with an intro and like a mm-hmm. closing. I mean, um, this- this does seem very 2002 to me though. Yeah, that's spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, a, yeah. yeah, like a collection of essays in that way. And I do like this scene because I love Molly Shan and I love Amy Sedaris. So that yeah. was Yeah, that was brilliant casting. I hope we see them again this season. I can't remember I can't if we remember do, but either. I like them both. Really good. They're so good. funny together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she basically just has to pick her favorite columns, write an introduction and figure out what's the message. And uh, she says, well, maybe it's not advisable to be optimistic after the age of 30. <laughs> that's the message. That's it. That's the message. <laughs> uh, so then we have uh, the, uh, we have Miranda meeting Steve's mom, who was the sweetest. I loved his mom. There was something about their first interaction that even though I know Miranda was kind of like, what is happening? I I did see Miranda be 
disarmed by it almost. And then it, I, it, there was just something that was really sweet about it. And yeah. how she just had the little picture of Brady and oh my goodness. And she's just so down to earth and the way she looks at Rand and she's like, you're so fancy. I don't know. I got really emotional. It was so sweet. She was just seemed like the nicest lady. And it's got to be hard when you get married or be in a committed relationship and all of a sudden you have this whole group of people who are now your family, but you're just getting to know them, but you're supposed to kind of treat them like family. And I think that would be challenging. Yeah, definitely. Especially like culturally Miranda and Steve's family are very different. Yeah. But she just seemed like the sweetest lady. So I I really appreciated that. Um, So we have Miranda asking Carrie to be Brady's godmother. And then they ask Steve's brother, right? To be the godfather. Yeah, he had a lot going on. Uh, But Charlotte is upset about it. And that Carrie's not taking being the godmother seriously enough. And... (laughs) I mean, it's really up to Miranda if Carrie's not taking it, you know, to decide that if she's not taking it seriously enough. Uh, I don't know. Charlotte can just be, she just wants everything to be the way that she wants it. She has a hard time kind of letting go. Yeah. I think that the only thing that I sort of related to, but then I'm going to almost simultaneously take this back, but stick with me here. Mm-hmm. When Charlotte said the thing about how something should be sacred, I can imagine that if you are a very religious person and, and this baptism is a sacred thing to you to see someone sort of not taking it seriously or what you perceive as making like a mockery out of it, I can see how that would be hurtful. Mm-hmm. But knowing what we know about Charlotte, which is just that she likes everything a certain way. And then later on that she does, which I think is great that she converts to Judaism for Harry, but obviously she's not that attached to her own religion if she's willing to do that. So I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess I have conflicting feelings about this. Well, they end up going to this motivational speaker and, (laughs) uh, again, Charlotte's kind of upset with Carrie um, and, but there was a sweet moment, which is, I believe in the good of Charlotte. That was a nice moment. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever told you, but my aunt is like a motivational guru, motivational speaker. I did not <laughs> yes. know this. My aunt, her name is Carol Tuttle and she has this whole system of called dressing your truth, where she basically kind of types your energy is what she calls it. And then there's like particular colors and particular, whatever, uh, that go along with your energy. Pretty sure you would be a type one. I think <laughs> in her Hi, system. For you. I want to do I'm a this. four. <laughs> and uh, we've actually had my cousin, Anne, who works with her. We've had her on the podcast a couple times typing the different Hallmark people. And so those are kind of fun episodes and it's, it's perfectly fun and I enjoy it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that these, you know, kind of motivational speakers and sometimes, uh, sometimes they can be helpful, I think. And sometimes, I don't know, it can just be a lot about them. Yes. 
Because I think that like a lot of times it is this sort of like leader. They want the attention. They're trying yeah. to make money. They want like they are like a guru. Um, watching Charlotte stand up and vulnerably saying, I'm doing my affirmations, like, you know, what's happening. And just that performance was, I just thought so powerful and heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. I think that Charlotte just needs to learn to, to let go and not need to control everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'd be a lot happier in her life if she lives by so many rules because she can't even go to the movies. She can't even, there's so many things that she, she, she can't do. And if she just let a few things go, I think she'd be a lot happier, but so could so many of us. Yeah. 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 I did like their outfits in this whole scene. Uh, uh, she's wearing a, um, like a halter top, um, kind of seventies looking Charlotte wearing yeah pink uh dress and then uh carrie's wearing this brown uh little dress um that looked very cute i thought with flowers yeah they were looking really adorable yeah i don't love carrie's hair in this season it's very kind of triangly um and i i don't know just not my favorite but you know what you know what's interesting it's definitely not my favorite hairdo if we're just looking at it like aesthetically because i love every other hairdo she has but I like Carrie so much in season five that like the hair is growing on me because I like who she is so much more. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte says that I'm afraid he took away my ability to, to believe, uh, with Trey and, and Carrie says, uh, that she Carrie defends Charlotte to this Dr. Grayson. And Carrie says she's getting cynical um, and that Charlotte's gunning for the job and she, she's probably better at it for the godmother. <laughs> Bless her heart. Yeah. And I do say the, the, I haven't been to that many christenings. Uh, we have, we have baby blessings in my faith. Um, but the fact that Brady did not cry at all is like a miracle because every christening slash baby blessing I have ever been to, the baby is just shrieking. They cried. <laughs> yeah. I cried. They cried. Yeah, everybody, oh, yeah. everybody uh, I'm like, how did they do that with the baby? <laughs> and so then Carrie dedicates her book to Charlotte, who always believes in love. That was very sweet. Oh, that got me, Rachel. That <laughs> got me right in the feels. I cried. I was like, oh. yeah goodness and I'm sure that meant so much to Charlotte and she she got a huge part of her identity back which is that optimism and that hope yeah so I would give this episode like a 7.5 I think yeah I like this a little bit less than than the first one we reviewed but yeah I I still thought it was really solid Mm -hmm. yeah We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. 
And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So then we have uh, episode three, and I forgot to write down the name of this one. So this one is Luck Be oh. an Old Lady is the name Luck of the episode. Lady. <laughs> Such a perfect title for an Atlantic City episode. Yes. Charlotte's second... <laughs> 35th birthday but they start out there uh at the uh the eating lunch and uh because carrie has gotten stood up and so she's frustrated and why is she wearing an afghan like that's what i wondered <laughs> like what is this sweater that she has on <laughs> rachel needs an answer people <laughs> it looks like a grandma squares quilt yep. Sure does. Sure does. I'm like, what? Um, But Charlotte says you you've got to keep trying. You should not. You will not end up as an old maid. And uh, and Miranda says, why do we get stuck with old maid and spinster and men are bachelors and playboys? It's very true. Oh my goodness! Yes. What? Like it? It's just such a double standard yeah i mean i i think unfortunately it just comes down to biology because uh men don't have any kind of uh ticking clock like women have as far as if they want to have family or not which is yes like when meg ryan and when harry met sally yes charlie chaplin had babies (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna be 40 in eight years it's there that it's so good oh she's the best so charlotte decides that she's she I means she's turning 36 she says that she's going to be 35 in per- perpetuity for forever and i used to think that was so lame you know how uh even my beloved uh fran drescher and the nanny how she's like 29 forever yeah i used to think that was pretty lame but <clears throat> i have to say i kind of understand it more now i mean i'm 41 uh and I feel the same as I did at 21. Like, I mean, if anything, I'm probably in, in better shape now than I was then. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel the same. And so I think when you're younger, you think, oh, it's going to be so different, but no, I think most of us, we feel the same. And so it's weird to all of a sudden be like, I can't believe I'm this old because I feel the same as I did when I was young. Yeah. I think it's so bizarre. I remember being really little, like little, little, like Mm -hmm. five, six and thinking like, oh, what it like when I'm big, when I'm grown up, like, what is it going to be like? And, uh, and you are you like, it's just like, yeah, it's not this. And you never really feel like you achieve some like state of like perfect personhood. Yeah. I wish I had thought to find it, but I was reading that post the other day about it was from little kids talking about what it's like to turn 30 and they <laughs> I've seen this it's so good it was so funny they were all talking about how, like you need walkers and you need like all this stuff 
like it's hard to walk uphill and you need help and and I was just like wow I mean I'm 40 I mean I walking uphill is not a it's not easy but I at least have avoided the walker at this point they have us one foot in the grave yeah pretty much yeah So Charlotte claims men are more interested in 35, which you hope is not true, but it feels true. I think that, yeah, it's so interesting with ages that we put all these things on them that it's like, when you get to know someone, it doesn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. So I understand why she doesn't want to lead with, you know, I think a lot of people do that for online dating too you you shave off a few years (laughs) when I was online dating I was doing that and but then I would be honest like on the first date but I was like just wanting to get in the um the search bar right yeah you know the age that I wanted because I didn't want to date someone that much older than me Mm -hmm. so I wanted to make sure that I was showing up in those searches (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm I was just talking to a friend about this that I'm like you think that I'm so successful in making friends, uh, like the co-host on this podcast, like, uh, almost all the forms of social media I'm like pretty good at, but online dating, I just kind of suck at, I can't figure it out. I can't seem to like make the connection or have, I don't know. I just, I'm really bad. at it. <laughs> so if y'all have any tips, please. I'm happy to, we should sit down yeah. when we're in California together and go over stuff because I love doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many people, um, are very intimidated by online dating or they just don't feel like they're good at it. But I think it's just one of those things that like, I, I was very okay with putting myself out there and really, really okay with getting rejected and being like, let's just keep doing it. Let's just keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I could definitely use the tips. So we'll have to do that. But but they're all going to Atlantic city and, uh, they evidently Atlantic city is the, uh, capital of stretchy pants. <laughs> sure. Is. That was funny. <laughs> and, uh, the baby nurse has left. And so Miranda's feeling more stress. Uh, and Magda's there looking at pictures of Brady <laughs> all over. They're like, why do you have all these pictures on your fridge? It's just Magda. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and they do have Miranda looking pretty frumpy, I have to say in this episode, but, uh, it, it, it's convincing of kind of her growth as a character. I think this experience has, has made her a better person through this whole of having a baby. Yeah, I totally agree. And she really is growing, um, into who she is and is becoming, but also like it, there's still remnants of old Miranda there, which mm-hmm. is great too. And then, so Steve's supposed to be taking care of Brady and he shows up at the door and he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And it was so cute. And, and I have to say, I do hate it when men refer to themselves as babysitting or their own children. You're not babysitting, you're parenting. Or taking care of your child 100 percent. and when steve is like i can't do this i'm like well she can't do it either like she's <laughs> made her plan so yeah. buck up buddy you're the one who wouldn't have a kid in the first place <laughs> right that's 
true. <laughs> but it was a really sweet moment though. Cause it is overwhelming when you're taking care of a kid. Like it it's it's it overwhelming. So free. Like it seems so genuine. Like I liked that it wasn't just like Hey, I got something fun to do this weekend. You saw, I mean, it was so <laughs> well played too. It was sheer fear and panic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, yeah. like, I try not to kill him Monday through Friday. You try not to kill him this weekend. <laughs> and Manga says, oh, I will help. And, and Miranda says, oh, that's not your job. But uh, basically Carrie's like, throw some money at it. We need to have a break, which is true too. Like the moms, if you can do it, uh, I mean, it's hard when the babies are breastfeeding because then you got to pump. And I mean, that's tough. But uh, but uh, I think even if it's not a whole weekend, if you if you can get a, a moment where you go out to lunch or something as a break, I think it, it's really helpful for for new moms, it seems like to me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being that Charlotte is on the flight with Samantha and Richard, which would be, would definitely be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then especially when Charlotte thinks that present is for her from Samantha and it's to Richard, to from Richard to Samantha and it is um, a pearl fall. Yeah. <laughs> I would not, that sounds very uncomfortable to me. <laughs> uh, but Charlotte has evidently, evidently taken up knitting. So uh, that works. And did you, did you see the latest promo for Countdown to Christmas? No. With all the knitting? Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, no, so it not. starts out with, uh, it shows like four or five different people knitting, knitting, knitting. And she's and they're like, <laughs> they're like, uh, what is it they say? That uh, get ready for a sweater life or something like that. Sweater life. Uh, and, uh, and then there's countdown to Christmas and I'm like, I didn't know that knitting was so like part of countdown to Christmas. <laughs> Me either. And I, this is, life. I this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny. Uh, Dan was saying the other day and our, we did screen drafts. He was saying they're like, oh, outright. So, I'm so excited. To yeah. Watch. You'll be surprised our list. I think everybody will be very surprised, but, um, he was saying how, they're outright admitting that people do other stuff why while they watch Hallmark movies, which is very true. That's a good point. <laughs> own it, own it. We do uh-huh. our laundry. We, you know, we do what we gotta do. <laughs> you know, one thing I am surprised when they get to the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, I'm surprised that they didn't have a Trump cameo in this episode because didn't yeah. didn't he own it or I mean, Atlantic City was like his thing. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty surprised too that we he didn't pop up. Yeah, I that I, I would have expected, but uh, but Carrie she missed the cigarette smoke, and it is interesting that that is something that Aiden gave her is that she finally was able to seems like quit smoking. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> and we also find out that New York, the New Yorker, is Miranda's porn. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And they end up taking the Greyhound, basically. It ends, it's an old lady bus to Atlantic City, uh, Miranda and Carrie. And I've only taken Greyhound one time. I went to Las Vegas on the Greyhound and it was great. I had a great experience. It was really clean and and, uh, comfortable and 
I don't know. Like you hear all these horror stories, but I, I had a, I thought it was great. I would do it again. I like Greyhound. Bolt and Mega are a little bit. Oh, I've never heard of those. Oh, they're cheaper. They're a lot (laughs) cheaper. And I will say you can feel that. Yeah, you can feel that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so they have their casino clothes and uh, Charlotte is in a, has a white collared shirt and a black, uh, skirt. And Samantha is a, in a white shimmery pantsuit ensemble and Carrie has black pants, a belt, and then kind of a flowy silver top. I think Carrie looks so sexy in this. Yeah, she did. This is one of my all-time favorite Carrie tops that she wears in the whole series. I just think she looks so beautiful. Yeah, she looked really good and perfect for Atlantic City. Yes. Of what you think. Um, And then, yeah, Miranda, like, she's kind of looking a little frumpy, but understandable. She has got the black pants and then a um, cranberry-colored cardigan set. Yeah. So... Um, Carrie gets the one K chip in the gambling and, uh, she's trying to decide kind of what to do. They say she's the lucky blonde at a certain point. And, uh, Charlotte goes to sleep with a one K chip on her shoulder. She's annoyed with Carrie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I felt bad about this because Carrie is the one who's trying to make Charlotte's birthday so special. Right. And- Samantha ditched out early to go make sure Richard's not cheating on her. Miranda went to bed, which is understandable. But yeah, Carrie Saloon is trying to be Charlotte's hype girl. And yeah. I, I was I felt bad that Charlotte wasn't able to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then Charlotte wears this really sexy dress, pink dress, and her hair's all uh, fluffed out and everything like that. What do you think of that? Okay, so I know that it's supposed to be this sort of like kind of trashy Atlantic City outfit that she buys there. But again, much like Carrie's Atlantic City top, I thought Charlotte looked so sexy. Yeah. Her hair looked beautiful. Her makeup looked beautiful. She looked gorgeous in that dress. And she's just a babe. She reminded me, it was like a Sandy in Greece kind of a reveal. You know, at the end when Sandy's in the tight pants. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison. I thought she looked great. Did, what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought she looked really good too. I she especially when she was sort of owning it and yes. it looked confident. I remember uh, Tim Gunn. He always would say on Project Runway, he says, "As long as you own it, then if <laughs> you don't own it." Uh, and I also liked Carrie's dress. Uh, she's at that point, she's wearing a black dress with a, um, it's like a belt, blue belt with a flower. I thought it was pretty. Um, and Samantha's also wearing a black dress uh, in, in that. Uh, and so she ends up, uh, Charlotte says she wants it all in, uh, in addition to her friends. She wants the guy and her friends. Um, and then Samantha, she goes up the 11 floors, which I can't remember why she didn't just go up the elevator. I don't either. I didn't remember it the first time I watched it. I didn't get it the first time I watched it, even on a rewatch. I was like, huh, all right. Is it broken? Something must've happened or she thought it'd be faster or something. Yeah. And basically Samantha just cannot get over this dalliance that Richard had. She just can't deal with it. 
Uh, and she says, I love you too, Richard, but I love me more. She gives back the ring. And it is kind of surprising that somebody who has been in so many fairly illicit relationships, I mean, she's slept with married men many times. She's done things like that many times, but that she would have such a hard time forgiving Richard. I agree. And I think that especially just like you're saying, because of how we know she feels about sex, like Samantha is someone that we know can have sex without loving someone. And I think if you are someone who sex is very sacred to you, I can see that in your mind, you wouldn't be able to get over your partner doing that because you're like, well, that means that they don't love me. But Samantha actually knows that's not true even for her. So I don't, I don't know, but I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. When the, after she leaves and she sees the woman walking towards the, the uh, like through yeah, the, the room. The, yeah. Yes. Did you get the feeling that he was actually going to hook up with her. Like th- there was some line that I was confused about. And I was like, wait, huh? You know, it's, it, she definitely thinks that he is, I think, but whether I mean, to me, it would seem a little bit hard to believe that somebody like that would, I, I think that that, uh, what do you, I don't know what you'd call her role, uh, but, uh, but she probably is very, very flirty, but I would find it hard to believe that I would think that that would be detrimental to her job. Yeah. If she were to have relations with, with guests at the hotel that quickly yeah i agree you know i don't know but um that was definitely you definitely felt like samantha felt that yeah 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 um so then we have carrie she goes outside and she gets some taffy uh because you know it's a thing in atlantic city and uh, she sees a cute couple there which was really nice and and he says, maybe there's some things worth gambling on. And so she gambles the chip and loses. And then they, uh, cause the house always wins as we know. And then cute scene with them all taking the bus home and uh, being together. That was fun. I love these girls together so much. I, I'm really enjoying the top of season five. I just mm-hmm. think it's great to see them the, the show really now has found so much more, I think, of the true heart of why so many people love it when it really is about the four women and their relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is a very strong episode. I really enjoyed it. I don't know, what would you give it? I would give it an 8.5 or a 9. I love this one. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's just so iconic to me too. And I love an episode of a TV show where we go on a little field trip. Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I would give this one a nine. I, I think this one's really strong for all of the girls. Yeah. So there we go. Let us know what you think of these three episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts and, uh, Jack's where can people find you at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And make sure you're following us at city girls pod on Twitter. I try to share whenever I see anything sex and city related on there. 
And uh, so definitely make sure that you check that out and also follow the Homeworkies podcast, the Homeworkies pod and Homeworkies podcast, all of our social media. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews, five stars. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group, which is a lot of fun, has great opportunities. And so definitely please take a look at that and uh, check out the merch store where we have City Girls Pod merch and uh, lots of other fun stuff. So take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.